This week, we discuss the King's decision to spurn House Valerian, Rhaenyra's bold move to claim back a dragon egg, and what's worse, death by rats or by crabs? Welcome to Bastards and Broken Things. (laughs) No, we're not using that. Hello, our lovely, loyal listeners. This week, joining me in our very own small council, uh, returning to Bastards and Broken Things, is Lady Emma. Yeah. Lady Emma. Emma. How are you doing? Yeah. Back from the dead for episode two. Hello. Yeah, it's weird because I, I was thinking about it and I was associating houses with different people's names and you just strike me as an Aaron. I don't know why. So it kind of works because Emma is an Aaron. So it works out for you quite well. All right. Also, you are. I don't a know bit... why I bothered to come back for that insight. No, that's a good house. Emma Aaron. Yeah, it's a good that's house. A cool name. Mm. Yeah. Emma Aaron's cool. I mean, we're not saying you like Liza Aaron. I mean, you do have similarities to Liza mm. Aaron, but we're not going to get into those on this podcast. Breastfeeding Gaz. <laughs> oh, <fuck laughs> Thank God he moved to Australia. That was Jesus. awkward for years. <laughs> mm. Had to wean him off on my boob for a while. Yeah, Very now simple. look at him. Um, mm. <laughs> no, all formula. Dry. Very dry lend. <laughs> we have uh, Sir, Sir Gareth with us, who has been demoted to my squire. Um, Too for easy, the meantime. that. Too easy, that. That's mm. a joke. Um, it is. Nonsense. It is. But more wine, please, Gareth, for the rest of the troop. And especially for this next guest, Bronze John, mm. um, who is here to bring us his surly, burly, um, curly. depressed views on the world of Westeros. Yeah. Okay, uh, so. Not happy with this wine that Gaz has brought over. There's a bit mm. of formula in it. What's yeah, going go on on. Here? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I like it. So, yeah. oh, it's good. That's good. That. wine. Anyway, um, talking about what we're drinking that isn't um, breast milk um, or formula. What is that, John? It's mad, that literally it? looks like <laughs> literally looks like sewage. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you complain about my formula wine. Jesus. He's gone down to Flea Bottom and he's just put a cup in like the sort of streams that are happening down mm. there. And he's Ooh. come up with that. Disgusting. It does look um, like I'm drinking out of a bedpan, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. honestly. Uh, well, I'm drinking a pint of peach, fruit, and barley over here. So to make it slightly less exciting than Well, that looks like piss. So, so you're drinking piss. <laughs> I'm drinking some sort yeah. of like shitty sewage pipe, although it tastes delicious. I'm drinking a whiskey that John actually bought me, Oban. Oh yeah, uh, you know, beautiful Oban. serving of Oban here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna top that off. I'm gonna top that off with um, a very shit beer here in Australia, Great Northern. Oh yeah, but because it says Great Northern, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, it's clever. Expecting those Starks. Yeah, you know. Well so lovely. What about you, Gareth? Uh, I'm drinking the cheap whiskey that I have, I had to get in to my house so that I could give whiskey to Len when he came over. Um, <laughs> because every time he came over, he demanded <laughs> swathes wow. of the excellent 
special whiskey that John bought me, mm. which I, I like to save for, for a special occasion. So I'm drinking my cheap whiskey, yeah. and then I'm backing it up with some um, breast milk. Oh, lovely. Way! <laughs> Korea, Fresh from the UK. Uh, Lady Ama. Anyway, Ugh. so um, episode two, titled The Rogue Prince. <laughs> titled The Rogue Prince. Um, what are your thoughts, guys? What are your thoughts? Uh, obviously, we have the blueberry scale here. It's one to five blueberries. There can be no halves. It's a very harsh but fair scale. The first episode scored a four, a four, and a three. A three was from Lucy, Lady Lucy, who cannot be with us today. <laughs> She's not died. I'm going to throw this one over to Emma. She's not died. Wow. Well, <laughs> so maybe. don't spread any rumours. Mm. Uh, we haven't heard anything for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes from her. So who knows? But I'm just saying we haven't heard anything. So it's all good. <laughs> Emma, what is your score for this episode and your synopsis review? Can I, can I flip it around, synopsize and then score? I don't know if that's allowed anymore. You can do what you want. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's no, not true, is it, Len? There's no rules. Um, I enjoyed episode two much more than I enjoyed episode one. Uh, there are some characters that I'm starting to get keener on, um, that, you know, in the two hours of which I've been watching House of the Dragon. I think it's moving uh, correctly. Uh, it was quite exciting. I uh, love the dragons. Very good and great. Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see where where it goes um, and and how certain things that happened in this episode play out um, with the interpersonal relationships of the characters. Um, I think for me, this episode comparatively to episode one was a four bloob. Um, it's not quite got me jumping around. Uh, but I am hooked to the screen and excited to see where we go next. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. So, so you're giving it a three. Now, you're giving this a four and you gave last week's a three. Is that right? Correct. So you're giving last week's a three. Yes. There you go. Um, now, I've had my trusty squire, Sir Gareth, with me all day today. Um, and as soon as we finished the episode, uh, we did a hot take, didn't we, Gareth? Yeah. That was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. Um, go listen to that first listen to that first then listen to this yeah nah whatever listen to whatever you want but listen to good. both of them because uh, of the downloads because we're doubling if, up yeah so yeah downloads mm, yummy yummy downloads mm. uh gareth what are your thoughts then we couldn't score it in the hot take but now you can you can score it go ahead uh as i said in the hot take um you know i won't won't say too much about that because you've got to go and listen to it um don't be lazy go and listen to that but um I really enjoyed this episode, actually. I thought it was, um, yeah, it was it was relatively slow-paced and kind of tactical, I guess, and conversational um, was the, the big theme rather than any kind of heavy action. But, um, but I really liked a lot of the conversations and I really liked the movements of the characters and the positioning um, and you can see the setups happening here, and it's. I think it's. Um, I think it's been a strong start, and I think this episode has done a lot of kind of the heavy lifting that's needed for a series like this. But it's done it in a way that I like, really, really enjoyed, and I thought the acting um, stepped up this episode as well. Uh, I'm giving it four bloobs as well and i think i can't remember i can't remember whether we did blueberry it last hot take episode last week or not then no we didn't we didn't we did not Gareth. Um, i was going to give that a four blueberry but 
I will say I thought this was a better episode. Um, a stronger four. A stronger four, if you will. If you will. Um, not really allowed, mm. is it? But no. It's the no. truth. It's the truth, um, whether it's allowed or not. And um, we've got a kind of projection today uh, in this episode, like a projection into the future where you can see where things are going. Last episode, it was mm. like it was a little bit, um, it was a little bit hard to see the wood for the trees, if you will. But um, but this mm. is this is kind of showing us the direction that we're heading in, and I like the look of it. Lovely, All right, Bronze John. So we're going to throw it over to mm. you now. I know there's a couple of things that probably irritate you. <laughs> we're just going to preface everything with, look, I know there's a couple of things you would have fucking hated, yeah. but... Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, exactly mm. right. Uh, give me a take on this episode, The Rogue Prince. Yeah, uh, pretty spot on with what Gaz said, I think. it's. Uh, I'd give it a four. I don't know whether or not I was a bit hasty with my four in the first episode now, to be honest, but... Um, there are there are some things that worry me a little bit. Actually, I think it's moving quite quickly. I think it has to. It's not going to be like an eight series no, thing. I think it is might it? Be. This whole season will span a decade. I think it might be. Nah, this will be three seasons. I reckon. Well, yeah. I don't know, but continue, John. Sorry. Yeah, continue, continue. Yeah. Um, I just think. I mean, there's one bit in particular where it's like, well, I'm not happy with this. What are you trying to say? My daughter's not not all that. Five minutes later, he's at Dragonstone. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That didn't that didn't need to happen in the same episode. Um, wasn't happy about that. Way too quick. I mean, literally at the start of the episode, it's like, come on, it's been six months since that happened. <laughs> so it's yeah. all right, okay. So that's yeah. that's a bit of a jump. Um, but all, all in all, it it uh, this episode did more of the things that I enjoy, which is, um, the the political and strategic movements of characters and motivations. Um, I thought the dialogue uh, between the the queen that never was and and um, uh, the princess was very yeah. very strong, very strong. I like all that. Um, and I, I even thought like the interaction at, at Dragonstone was awesome as well on on the on the little bridge on the way up. Yeah, that is good. Um, that uh, there were parts of that that felt like it could have come straight out of the world of ice and fire, like the illustrations and stuff. Um, so really like a, a very strong episode. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it four bloobs. Lovely stuff. Well, well, better make it four, lots of four. And I found <laughs> this quite difficult because, um, I think, like you said last week, maybe we were a bit too... I don't know if we're too hasty. I think they're different sorts of episodes. Mm. This episode is what happens, and we said this in the hot take, usually after a pilot episode, um, you get a scene-setting episode uh, where it's, you know, we've been introduced to the the players. Um, We had all the violence last week, some maybe too much in in one case, like we've discussed, and now it's time to start manoeuvring characters and major players around the board. And because this takes place half a year after episode one, uh, you can sense that tensions are rising, you know, like the the debt, you just get these little lines thrown in about Damon, you know, being in Dragon, he's supposed to go to the Vale, but he went to Dragonstone instead, the ancestral seat of the Targaryens, the seat of the heir of the throne and stuff like that. So you're suddenly like, if you're just a casual viewer, you're like, what the f- is going on here what's what what's happened what did i miss an episode mm. um but they're being quite bold in their decision to like 
do these time jumps and we know and i was saying this to gaz in the hot takes that you know old rhaenyra is 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 coming in about three episodes time yeah so we're talking you're going to be at least i reckon the next episode will be a year later you know it's going to keep doing yeah, that it's longer than that surely no yeah but i mean it's going to be like a year then it's going to be like another year then it's going to be like three years and then it'll be older rhaenyra F- yeah do you know sorry, what I mean? sorry sorry what, what i thought you meant is in a year's time they were just going to use the older actress I'm nah like, what the fuck's nah, happened nah. here it was a big year. <laughs> Imagine that. Ter- That's just terrible. lazy. Um, but 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 like you said, this is this is quite a conversationally heavy episode. Like it's it's just people in a room talking or doing the typical mm. Game of Thrones thing, uh, talking in the gardens or whatever. Um, and it, there's some really good stuff in here. But for me, some of the conversations still just they just didn't feel right. They didn't feel Martiny enough for me. Mm. Um, some of them did, you know, the Otto Hightower stuff that we've talked about. I think the the scene on the bridge at Dragonstone definitely feels like a Martin mm. scene to me, 100%. Um, and having them speak High Valyrian definitely helps with that because it make, gives it this extra level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're just fucking hammy dialogue. Um, but there's a couple of scenes in there where I'm just like, eh, it's not quite oh, right I yet. Agree. And I think you can really tell... I think you can really tell that this is interpreted from a encyclopedic text instead of um, actual, you know, dialogue-heavy texts and descriptive texts like Martin usually does. And I think they're going to have to find a real balance here um, to bring out that sort of the the world a bit more in the dialogue because I think it's close but it's not quite right and some of it is is really good though like the Otto stuff that the Rhaenyra and Damon stuff seems really strong and I think that's because there's a lot of Rhaenyra and Damon in Fire and Blood so there's a lot more interpretation there's also some short stories that they can draw upon so for me it's a four because I think it's a really solid episode um, but it's a different sort of four to last week you know it just it just feels a completely different show in a way, which is good because it's got those political manoeuvrings that we all love. It's always, uh, and it's really it's always difficult to score a pilot, like a, a pilot episode yeah. of. Oh yeah. Well, even the first episode of any new season, whether or not it's two, three, or four, it, it's all you always score it differently. I, I think back to, um, mm. like the first episode of Lost, for example. I mean, that's just incredible. Um. It yeah, is amazing. You think back to the first episode of Game of Thrones, introduce everyone, and then the end, you've got this, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Aren't mm. they brother and sister? Oh, why has he killed yeah. the kid? What yeah. the fuck? Like, that is like, <laughs> bang. It's, that's a five out of five. Yeah. Um. So uh, The Watchman as well is another one where it's just like, wow, what a first oh, yeah. episode that Fantastic is. Fantastic episode. Um. So it's always difficult s- scoring like a pilot episode because it does... It does feel removed from the rest of it. And especially when you then watch the second episode, you know, as you guys, you know, John, you said maybe you were a bit hasty in giving episode one or four, but that was how you felt at the time. You know, and we'll come, we'll probably come mm. back at the end of the season and go, God, how do we think those first episodes were so good when mm. this is like five bloob after five bloob? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe two, not. two after two. You, just, <laughs> you don't know. But, you know, hi- yeah. hindsight is is twenty twenty, right? You just don't know. But let's hope it continues. But uh, before we get into the plot, we're going to have a quick little advert break.
quick advert here to say if you are enjoying this podcast please do subscribe or even better subscribe to bastards and broken things and fan critical fan critical is our main channel where we review so many other shows and films but we also have our own content so please do go check that out now our patreons are honestly incredible they have sponsored us and it's because of them that we can do a lot of the stuff that we are doing and uh, ring the little bell. We have a, a new Patreon to welcome to the fellowship this week, and that is Mel's or Mel's Bells. And ding 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 ding. Mel's Bells. I we know you've been a listener and supporter of ours for a very long time. Um, and Mel's actually has her own podcast, Damn Fine TV. That's Damn Fine TV. Go check that one out as well. Um, and it means a lot to us now that you have joined our Patreon club. Uh, like we said, you've supported us for a very long time. And uh, I hope <laughs> that you, we can give you all of the House of the Dragon coverage that your heart desires. Isn't that right, guys? Yes. Hell yeah. And more. And more. And more. Well, if I anything. think you have to pay a little bit more for more, don't you? That's... Pay yeah. more for more. Yeah. That's the next tip joking <laughs> um but if you want to help us out lovely listeners and you want to get some bonus content too please do go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical and choose your desired tier we do do commission podcasts on there <laughs> and have a review of spiderhead coming up for our lovely patreon beth very soon that's patreon.com forward slash fan critical go check it out go on give us some monies come on <laughs> anyway let's get into the plot of uh rogue prince shall we give us money give us money come on <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, as we predicted last week, team, there is indeed a title sequence. And I can safely say I was extremely disappointed. That tune is going to be in my head all day now. It's a very good one. I can't believe. Here we go. So, we're just about to end last week's podcast. And just as Len's giving his little yep. side off, I say to Len, oh, actually, yep. just before we go, what do you think the title sequence is going to be? What, what, what do you think it's going to be like? We were predicting, you know, obviously, Raman Dawadi, a little bit of a remix, maybe a bit of a Targaryen-esque yeah. intro. A rearrangement. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, I think one of the things I wanted to see was like, the um the hierarchies or the family trees of the Targaryens. So the family tree, yeah. You kind of know who's where and it's like brilliant. That'd be really good. Obviously they're they're gonna do it way better than I could think. They're obviously not gonna use the Game of yeah, Thrones yeah, yeah. intro because that would be fucking lazy and terrible. Right. Literally literally a quote from yeah. last week, yeah. Bang. Episode begins. Yeah. Dun and I was like, oh fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> It's such a shame because in the beginning, sort of beginning-ish of the first episode, they did something a little bit different with it and it was quite cool. Mm. I can't remember one of the first scenes. Um, yeah, they did. They did. They, they did like a sort of... So lazy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, so what we've done, listeners, as you can hear for our title music, is we've actually used the dragon theme um, as our title music because we're not fucking lazy. You know, Duardi's yeah. made the dragon theme from mm -hmm. the first pilot episode where you see Rhaenyra flying over with Cyrax flying over King's Landing. What a fucking epic mm. tune. Like, he can do it. Why? And I said this in the hot take. They, what have they done? They've gone, oh, Raman, you, you, you want to make a new track or do you think that's as good as you can do? He's like, that's probably as good as I can do. Sack it off. Oh, okay. 
good. I mean, it's a real shame. What, because world, what world are they living in? I really wanted this to. I mean, that is one of the things that annoyed me about episode two. Is that I really wanted this to stand out from and stand alone. Mm. I suppose in its own yes. way, as much as it can. You know, it's obviously it's going to ride on the tails of Game of Thrones. Um, Shouldn't have to I couldn't. I couldn't make it more clever. But it doesn't have to do it completely. It has to have, you know, and it should have its own um, kind of voice and mm. bearing. And I feel like that, that as it might seem like a really little thing to some people, mm. but I think it's really important. And they've sort of missed a trick there a bit. I think, I think you're right, Emma. I think they needed to make this stand on its own um, because at the moment, like even last week, it's trying to bring these Game of Thrones uh, Easter eggs in. And it's like, you don't really need to do that. Like, just, <laughs> just, just, just be your oh, own I thought thing. there'd be a dragon in this. Uh, just chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> There's a toy in there. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it's a dragon it's like a, toy. It's a toy duck. <laughs> <laughs> So we're disappointed with the music. What did you think of the animation? Yeah, just boring um, again, wasn't it? I thought it was a bit muddled. Because blood, I think it was. What are they trying to say? They're trying to do blood. Yeah, good one. Because it's, you know, mm. blood and that. Blood of the dragon. But the thing is, like, I was like, uh, what's, what is this that they're doing here? Like, what's happening? And then, you know, you see the full thing and the, at the end, like the... It's like, oh, what is it? It's some sort of, like... Incan Aztec ruin. No, it's, so, it's Valeria. Is, it's Valeria. I know it's supposed to be it's Valeria, like, but it's very like Aztec in style, isn't mm. it? Um, it was. Yeah, yeah. It's ancient. It's, it's an ancient so civilization. My but, my whole mm. my my thoughts on this entire thing are: I'm not quite as angry as you guys all are about the reusing of the music because I think it's a I think it's a it's a lazy decision and it's a it's the poor it's a poor decision, but I kind of get why they've done it. And it's, it's, I said this in hot takes, it's risk averse. They're trying, mm. they're going, let's just play it safe and, and not try something new that's going to get ridiculed and immediately kind of make us, well, make us right, receive well, unfair comparisons to Game of Thrones. Just cancel it. Let's then. just, just cancel it. Just, <laughs> yeah, like, if you're not, yeah, not well, going to take risks, like, honestly, you're not going like, to make the effort. Uh, well, well, they have, have made, made the, the effort. effort. Um, do you not think it's uh, it's it's what it stands for that fucks me off? You know, in the first episode, we get a zero blue moment where it's like, look, basically, uh, as this, yeah, I'll give you this little dagger that's going to be important, and also there was a dream <laughs> called a song of ice and fire. It's like, whoa, why are you laying all this on Wait. me? I'm only fifteen. I'm I'm only just getting to the mm. point where I'm going to be air, yeah. and now you're putting all this on my door. Like, come on, that's awful. Right. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what any people that write in slugs say. Right. <laughs> That's shit. Right. <laughs> so it's what that intro stands for, where it's just like, oh, do you know what? Yeah. We're just going to have tenuous links to Game of Thrones because we're we're too scared for the material to stand on its own two legs. Yes. But that's right. But I agree. That's I agree partly what it is, I think. And, you know, I can I, I get I'm just saying. I'm not saying that they're right to think that way or to act that way. I think it's I think it's a poor choice, and you know decisions like that might might mean that your show never gets worse than six out of ten. Um, but it also means you're not giving yourself the chance it's not, of being yeah, a nine it's not, or a ten. Well, out exactly, of 10 on it's your not going to soar the skies like the dragons of past. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm. I will say that thematically, uh, what do you what do you think we get in here? So there's all the blood and stuff. Um, I, I, and it was interesting to me that that uh, Viserys mentioned because he's got the fucking sculpture of you know old Valyria. It's like oh, that's that thing from the title mm. sequence. Um, but he was like oh, and the blood mages were here, and I was like okay, so is 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 the blood reference to the fact that it's believed that the Targaryens used blood magic to control dragons. And that's how the fire and blood came to their name and stuff. Is that the reference that they're trying to get here? Who knows? Because it was so bizarre. Just line from the series about the blood mages. These fucking tenuous links. But then we've got these outrageous links where it's like, I'm half expecting someone to be like, well, what would the Starks do? Why has he said that? Why have they come up? Like, it's just honestly And the man really who frustrating. dreamt that dream was Sir George Martin <laughs> Targaryen. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, Ooh, anyway, let's, coming. let's yeah. stop bagging the intro. <laughs> the good news is uh, I have no idea what the symbols mean yet, so I've got to do some more. I've looked, watched it like four times. I, I noticed uh, like the, the necklace that um, Damon gave was one of the little symbols, but some of the others just made no sense. But we'll have a look. We'll see how it develops. We'll see if it changes because we know the Game of Thrones ones did change every now and then with different locations and yeah. stuff. So Clever. we'll keep an eye on it, lovely listeners, and we'll let you know if our opinions on it change. The episode picks up six months after Princess Rhaenyra <laughs> is named heir. Prince Daemon remains in Dragonstone because he basically said uh, he was told to go to the Vale to his wife, who he hates. Um he said, nah, I'm just going to go take the seat of the heir of the throne and take my gold cloaks there and sort of fortify it. Um, and basically, whilst this is all going on, pirates led by the crab feeder menace the stepstones, stepstones at behest of the triarchy. Hmm. That's how the episode sort of opens. So six months has passed and we've got all of this shit going on. Um, I didn't mind the time jump because hmm. I know we've got a lot of ground to cover um, and it's given us time for the tensions to sort of rise. I could have just done with a little caption saying six months later. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John would have fucking lost 7th it. 7th of February. Um, six months. You, oh, what? February? What you What's re- going on there? You're using <laughs> calendar months now. Um, what do you reckon to Kragus Drahar, a.k.a. Kragus Crabfeeder? Uh, probably going to be a villain for this a large part of the season. Do you, what do you reckon, right, guys? Yeah. Dark. Pretty mm. cool. I, I'm really intrigued by it. I think, you know, it's nice to have a, a an almost faceless villain, really, in any kind of show. And I think there's... You oh, know, there's if they call him that, honestly. If they're like they're like faceless men, that lot. Why are you saying that, honestly? <sighs> oh, my... <laughs> Hold on. When you're, um, when you're watching a show that is largely built around political intrigue, basically, mm. um, you know, and, and family ties and inheritance and, and hierarchy... It is always, uh, it is often, I will say actually, um, of a benefit to have an outside threat that is not about the threats within your own, uh, you know, small small council or large council. The Night King. Uh, Because it gives opportunity for division, uh, further division or for, you know, allies. And I, and I think as a, as a plot device, plus also what the fuck is that dude up to, mm. uh, is really yeah. interesting. Really interesting and That's creepy. Mm. So what is better? Death. Remember season two, Game of Thrones, they put a bucket on this guy's chest and then they put a rat right. in there and then the oh. rat eats the well, guy's no, they burn chest the, up. They What's heat worse? Up, they? So the rat, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 
And then what's worse? So is it the rat eating through your chest, like reverse alien style? <laughs> or is it like the crabs slowly nibble, thousands of crabs slowly eating your wounds and legs yeah, away? That's worse. Rat. Oh, do you reckon? That's the rat worse one, one, surely. Yeah, I think the rat. At least that's quicker. You think it's quicker? I don't know. One rat would take a while. I mean, a thousand crabs. First of all, depends crabs how tired the crabs are. I mean, have they been working all day? They're not or carnivorous, are they? Uh, no, I don't think no, they're carnivorous. No, crabs are. No, they are. They are. They are. These ones are. <laughs> these ones are. Did you just say are. they are, are now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are now. Sod it. Yeah. They've learned to be. Um, all right, but I, I thought it'd be. So we've we've gone down on the rat then, have we? We've got another rat. Three to one on rat. Got you. Poor uh, um, choice. I think that's a really is, weird choice. No, yours is the weird choice, mate. Only 25% it's, of people have picked not. crabs. So, <laughs> yeah. You do the math. Anyway, so so for anyone who's uh, who doesn't know what this triarchy is, because it's a bit confusing, it's sort of been like, hey, there's this there's this group of islands called the Stepstones, and there's this crab man called Crab Feeder who's <laughs> crab fucking man. shit up. Crab man. The triarchy is... It's a, it's, a, it's a sort of uh, alliance of the three cities, some of them on Essos, Mir, Lys, and Tyrosh, okay? Um, and basically, they all sort of got together maybe about 10 years or maybe 20 years even, <laughs> I don't know, before this event, before this time. Um, and they've been basically taking over these stepstones and sort of taking down pirates. But now this crab feeder guy is sort of attacking Corliss's ships, so he's sort of overreaching, you know what I mean? They've they, they they were attacking pirates, and now this guy is kind of a pirate himself, and he he looks quite menacing. Mm. So I mean, we'll talk about him a bit more at the end of the episode for sure, because there's a little bit more of him. But I think uh, it's an interesting setup, this triarchy. And you know, Viserys doesn't want war, does he? He doesn't want to start declaring war on the free cities because that's going to be a fucking expensive war. He just looks like he can't be asked with anything at the moment, right? Bless him. Yeah, I li- I really like him. I um, it's yeah, quite Paddy Considine nice. is excellent. Yeah, I mean, I I was not thrilled about the casting because I I just find it bizarre to have him in in this. I have to be honest. Um, he's brilliant. It's just the, the way like I I just can't look at him and not. I don't see the character. I see the actor every time he's on the screen. It would be like if you had Tom Hardy in this or something. I'd be like, Yeah, I agree. What's going on here? No, I agree. It looks like his wig is definitely attached. I mean, no, whereas when I look at Damon, I'm like, Is he, he looks <laughs> That's all right. his hair? But the wigs, <laughs> wigs all round. I, th- I think, I think they need a new <laughs> wig applicator. Wigs, wigs all round. <laughs> We're giving away. Um, <laughs> wigs on me, everybody. Yeah, Yay! the wigs are on me. Um, but but. Yeah, no, sorry. I was just going to say on on uh, on Paddy. Um, it is quite nice to have a king in this series that you can look at and be like, "Oh, he's actually he's, right. he's got his heart's in the right place." He's a nice guy. Mm. Yeah, he's mm. not just pissed all the time. Unfortunately, like Robert. Unfortunately, that that doesn't make you a good king, does it, John? No, if your heart's in the right place all the time. No. Um, so here we go. So meanwhile, Paul, you know, Paul Viserys, uh, the small council works to find a suitable match oh, God. for King Viserys' remarriage um, <laughs> in order to propagate his royal line because he be- they believe that it's under threat because after naming Rhaenyra the first female heir, renading on the uh, great council, um, it, it's, it's put the, the realm in a little bit of a destabilised state. Mm. Um, 
Now, Rhaenyra here, when she's in these small council meetings, she's she's been made heir to the throne, and she's still just a cupbearer. What do you think about that? Insulting. And they're, they're dismissive you've got to, of her. You've got to earn your stripes. Hmm. She's 15, man. I mean, king, kings and queens have ruled younger than that. I actually think what it is, is it's more... Um, I think it's not intentional, and I think this comes back to what we were saying about King Viserys, is that he is oblivious, I think, to a lot of things, um, in that really when he named her as his heir, he should have done something um, to help her <laughs> assume that position, like have a conversation with her, or maybe talk to her about how she should hold herself and present herself. In Get her a badge or and something. Ma- and may- mm. Yeah, maybe a badge, or, you know, a hat. Uh, you know, something. Here, I've got a um, couple of wigs I was giving away earlier. Hey. And maybe, maybe you've taken away uh, the resources cupbearer from the heir to the Iron mm. Throne. Don't know, thinking about it. But I, um, I think it's more obliviousness and uh, passiveness in him. And that, you know. He is I, passive. He's a very yeah, passive. And I, and I think she, um, I really like. Princess Renera, I think she's got <laughs> a bit of something to her, you know, a bit of brain that with with the, with the right with the right, <laughs> with the right application, I think she could she could really show what she's capable of, and I think this episode gave her the opportunity to do that. She does, um, and she gets tasked with picking the new Kingsguard member. Yeah, that's good. And oh, she chooses member. the mystery sort of knight character, Kristen Cole. Mm. He's going up yeah. in the world, isn't he? Yeah. He's doing well for himself. He's doing. He's doing. He's done a lot for himself. Zero to hero. I didn't yeah. even know he was six months ago. Now he's playing member of the King's Guard. Yeah. I've got to say, the Rhaenyra's is like, oh, Rhaenyra's like they they haven't had any combat experience. They're just tawny knights. Yeah, they're all from what we saw. Summer knights, tawnies yeah. last week. Like that's fair experience. <laughs> I will say, Gareth, it was very brutal. There was a couple of uh, maces to the head yeah. and skulls oh. getting cracked open. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, that was just a little excuse, though, wasn't it? You know, she wanted she wanted Kristen, yeah. and also look at the, how fucking square the other guys were. Like, if this is someone you're going to have to <laughs> knock about with all the time, oh, let me tell you this story yeah. about how I got this hunt. Oh, well, go away, mate. Honestly, go away, mate. How many wars you fought in? Zero, yeah. Right, okay. Well, there was the war last <laughs> week when I picked up the Pope Trump. He put up quite a fight. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but Kristen, Kristen is a good-looking boy, and uh, I'm sure that, with you, that will develop. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Just objectifying the men all the time. All, yeah, what a dickhead I am. Was a good look, he's a good-looking guy. He is, and I liked his line later on. We'll get on to that. Uh, to Damon, <laughs> very good. Very good. That was good. Um, can, we, can we talk a bit... As Alison Hyde... I was just going to say, can I can I just quickly bring up the choice of wife? Yeah, we get onto that, will we? But yeah, no, well, we're not no, no, quite no, there we're yet. That, we're not we? quite there yet. No, 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 no. No, we're not there yet. We're not. We're not there yet. I'm ahead of myself on my right. points. See, this is why I think you should just still be cut bearer, Emma. To be honest. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, that's fine. Right. You've got to earn your stripes. Yeah. As Al- Alison Hightower continues to comfort King Viserys at her father's urging, Lord Corlys Valerion. Propose, here we go, Emma. Proposes oh, his own daughter, Lena, marry the queen, marry the king. Great idea. I'm glad you brought this up, Len, so that we can talk about it. Good <laughs> idea. Yeah, well done, Len. Emma. What, Sorry, Emma. What do you think? What do you think about this, uh, Emma? This, this, I would say, disturbing. Well, 
chat they Thanks have bringing the it gardens. up so promptly then clearly i just moved forward 30 <laughs> seconds in time um i apologize for my um, over eagerness to love it. about this it's like no 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 whoa 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 Ooh. we'll get onto that later we'll get onto it later whoa and now it's later anyway, next now. piece um, <laughs> on the agenda <laughs> when, when that was first mentioned it took me a little while to realize uh, that it was the kid right and i don't know if it, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, it's later revealed that she's 12 years old. That girl looks mm. like she's about eight. And I understand mm. that sometimes marriage mm. is political, but what the actual fuck? Mm. Like, could you not, do you not have a son you can well, marry to the princess? Like, why? Why? Well, but this, but this is the thing, right? So, like, I, I like the fact that they've gone with an actress that's clearly a kid. This is the problem I have with like the casting of Danny, Game of Thrones season one, okay. Mm, good point, Because yeah. of the sexual nature of that character, they couldn't have like a 14-year-old or or whatever she was at the time. 13. Um, 13. 13. Um, uh, and obviously uh, Princess Raina, she's like 15. Rhaenyra. So, yeah. Rhaenyra, sorry. She's, she's, 15. she's 15. She's 15, yeah. So it's kind of like... Would it have been better if this younger version of this character was actually played by a kid? As opposed to, I mean, the actress is like, you know, early 20s. Would, like, would, it, would it land a little bit more where you'd look at her character and kind of understand like the pressure on her at that age? Because if you look at those two characters in that scene... She's clearly like 10 years older than this kid. But the reality is there's a three-year yeah, yeah. gap. I think that this scene, using the younger-looking kid, like you said, is important because it just highlights what it used to be like. This It was probably even fucking worse. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's that sort of dawning of reality. It's like Viserys at this point is like, I don't know, 45, 46 years old or something. And he's talking to essentially a 10 12 year old and you just get this i found it one of the most disturbing scenes just just as a my mind was just churning going this is what it used to be like in my head i was like this is what used to happen in medieval times mm. and the question of he says what you know what does your mother say so i won't have to bed you until, until i'm 14 until I'm or something 14, 14. Yeah. Uh, you know i was just like fucking I, I get your point then i do and i think like if that conversation between her parents and, and the king had been more along the lines of or probably had removed the line to further your bloodline. And it was more just about a political alliance. I think I'd have felt differently about it. And, I, you know, I realised that we're thinking back at, you know, this is the year 101, so very different time. <laughs> um, and so I get that, but I think that being so overt about, like, taking on a very young and fertile 12-year-old to be your wife to further your bloodline instead of just a political alliance or a strengthening of, of an alliance would have landed better with me. Largely, I was just creeped out by it, you know, yeah. to be honest. Just and you should and you should be. And you should be. You should yeah. be. That's normal. John said last week, if anyone wasn't disturbed by a scene, they should be arrested. This is a similar thing. <laughs> if you're not disturbed by the scene, turn yourself in to the police station, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now... There's a good chat that John mentioned here in his uh, in his synopsis review between um, Rainey's uh, the Queen that never was the Queen who was spurned at the Great Council, uh, a granddaughter of 
King Jaehaerys himself, so has the, the royal blood. Um, and they have a conversation, those two, Rhaenyra and Rhaenys, saying how there's a line of dialogue. The realm will be brought to the torch before a woman sits the Iron Throne, says Rhaenys. Mm. Good line, that. It was a very good line. Yeah. And it's that idea that she's clinging on to this. I reckon there's a slither of hope that a woman would sit the throne, but she just, she just knows she's been spurned. She knows it doesn't go that way. Yeah. A bit arrogant. So she's her, trying to tell Rhaenyra, like, Do you not think? <laughs> well, I didn't get it. So no, obviously, no one's ever going to get it. So don't. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're rubbish. So don't bother, if anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 Best line of the episode, um, that. You're rubbish. Hmm. It was good dialogue, though, and yes. it was good. It was a good interaction because Rainey's is an interesting character, and it would be. I, I'm enjoy. I, I'm enjoying seeing more of her. You know, as the show goes on, we got a few little scenes of her here. She's a very powerful character. Yeah. She's a strong-willed woman, um, and has a lot of influence over Lord Corlys. You know, so. Oh, it's her husband. <laughs> of course yeah i'm saying she's 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 one of the main influences there not saying that the sea snake is not a fucking powerful individual because Corlys valerian is a fucking he's a cool guy like the stories of him are amazing some of the stuff that he, he he's done the places he's been you know reading bracknell <laughs> slough yeah why are you naming places all around where i work that's really bizarre <laughs> oh god <laughs> do you work at a paper Bra- merchant Bra- by any chance yeah. bracknell 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 does sound like a place i mean he it is, is a place the, yeah the driftwood yeah it doesn't it sounds like a place from westeros oh yeah. well, you didn't finish doesn't that it? sentence bracknell, then it just driftwood. sound like you've forgotten about our dreary got- little island yeah, yeah, so right. that of bracknell yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to what I think is a very excellent set of scenes. <laughs> Damon steals a dragon egg uh, to goad Viserys into coming to Dragonstone, but Hand of the King Otto Hightower volunteers himself instead. When bloodshed nears dangerously close, Rhaenyra shows up to Dragonstone on Cyrax to retrieve the egg. Saves mm. all the silly little boys by riding in on a dragon and being a badass. Familiar? Yeah. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I will go on then. Give me your thoughts. I think this is the best scene, the best scenes of the episode. It is, no? yeah. And, and look, as, as I said, in terms of like its look alone is something that comes straight out of a book. It looks incredible. Um, mm. And that's what I mean about this scene, John. Do you not think like the mist, the way that Martin would describe it, the way that the fucking bridge is there, even the dialogue, everything about it felt like it was from him. Do you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote this. Well, bit. I would be surprised because he's not writing anything at the moment. He's just sitting there, just stuffing his face with Pringles. And <laughs> you know he's writing fucking shitloads, mate. Just not the just one not thing the winter, that anyone winter, actually yeah. wants <laughs> to yeah. write. Um, he's writing this. I'm telling mm. you. Um, it will make an yes. announcement next week. His top ten baseball plays of all time. Why? <laughs> Why is this happening? Yeah, yeah. He got all like crumbs and stuff. Then he's, he's top, mate. <laughs> Brush yourself down before you jump onto a Zoom. Um, uh, before I talk about this scene, can I just get people's opinions on Otto Hightower? Because. Mm. Uh, and I think uh, Reese Ifans, I think he does a better job of 
I don't look at him and go, he was in Notting Hill for fuck's sake. Um, but he, uh, everything he does, he comes across as a bit like sneering, like he's an obvious schemer. I don't like it. It's too uh, much, no. I think. I, I mean, Gaz talked about really this in like the hot it. take, didn't we, Gaz? You could, you could take it away. I really like his portrayal of Otto. I think um, I, I, I know what you're saying, um, but I really like it. It works for me because I, I, I think everything that he says is not, it's like implicit. Obvious. It's not obvious. It's nothing. Yeah. He never explicitly states what his actual motivations or intentions are. Everything has, everything is like a carefully phrased sentence. He wants to ensure that like the actual meaning is hidden behind it. And, um, you know, I think we we spoke about it in Hot Takes, the, um, uh, the discussion about the potential of Viserys marrying Lena. Um, and, you know... That's a great example. He concedes that it's a good, ex- it's a it's a good match. It makes sense, and then but then he mentions his wife. Mentions his <coughs> he mentions how goes for the emotion. He does not envy you, you know, your grace, and he thinks know, about he's trying look, to bring it down to connection, at the which time, is getting him Alison. It? It's the face he's doing, like it's his tonality and stuff. It's clear that he doesn't want that to happen, like and and but Viserys is quite weak willed. So I think it's you get away with it with him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you saying it like that? What What's your actual opinion? Can you give me one or? Oh uh, yeah, um, I don't like yeah, that, it. Viserys wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he goes, "My dear Otto, tell me what you think." You know, he's you know he's fully an open book with him. Um, what was quite good though is seeing Otto in a sort of combat situation. Mm. I thought this was quite interesting because he's you know in in his mail and he's. He's there with his 20 men. He's got Sir Kristen there. And I thought, you know, and a Damon comes out and you've got this amazingly shot sequence where they're both at either ends, the gold cloaks, Ooh. the King's guard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the gold cloaks would be, wouldn't they, John? Um, yep. <laughs> at either end. Mm. Anyway. Um, but I thought it was amazing to see how it almost did uh. reach bloodshed and then uh damon says to to Kristen, like oh yeah so Kristen, blah, blah, blah. He's like, do you not remember when i un- yeah so crisps yeah. man yeah he calls him crispin Actually. he calls him crispin yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and then uh he says do you remember when i unseated you off your horse he's like and damon has a little chuckle and he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about six months ago wasn't it it's like yeah <laughs> 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 um because that was one of the most embarrassing moments of of Damon's day sort of <laughs> life life he doesn't lose tawnies like he doesn't you know he he's a pretty decent fighter and um, that was yeah, decent. to lose to a nobody mm. yeah he's decent mate you're decent yeah mm. um but what do you think about the drag the shot of um Rhaenyra decent coming in on the dragon decent as well decent, decent. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah was, that was cool that was very cool the the clouds all lifting you're like oh <gasps> Draggy, and it was a draggy, <laughs> big old, big old draggy. Dragon. <laughs> no, not I did think it was going to be. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about it. Just in the moment, I was like, "Whoa, is this some sort of mega dragon?" Because mm. it looked it for a well, second. They hinted to it. They they hinted, didn't they, earlier in that conversation between the king and uh, and the young 
12-year-old yep. match. Yep. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> yeah. massive dragon? Where's that gone? No idea. Well, apparently some people are saying it sings sad songs. Anyway, there don't worry got. about that for now. There you go. Yes. We'll come back to that in season two. <laughs> well, no, it is interesting because, and we didn't talk about this, it's quite an interesting point about Viserys himself is that he was the last person to ride Beleriand the Dread. Beleriand, the biggest dragon that ever existed that conquered Westeros. Aegon, you know, conquered Westeros with Beleriand. Um, and before he died, Beleriand died in like 97 AC or something. Um, <laughs> 1997, Viserys, yeah. <laughs> 1997. Uh, Viserys uh, bonded with him for that year. What? And uh, that's quite impressive. Soul bonded. Like, <laughs> soul bonded. It's a Rick and Morty thing. Um, and uh, it's quite an impressive feat. Like, uh, yeah, it'd be massive, yeah, it's wouldn't big, they? big, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> scaly, though. <laughs> Anyway, you know what I mean. And since yeah. then, he's not been able. He's had no bond with any other so dragons, so he doesn't ride a dragon anymore. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't ride a dragon anymore. So he's a king. He's a Targaryen who does not ride. He's a dragon. Seen, and he's a bit. He's Quite a bit anti-dragon, actually. Like a little he's bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, he, dragons. Good in that. Glad we had him. <laughs> yeah. But he know. does say they're a power that men should never have trifled with, and then he mentions the blood mages, which I mentioned earlier, and how. Potentially, mm. that's how the Targaryens and the Valyrians bound the dragons to their blood. Um, you know, so it's very interesting to know he he's sort of taken a, a view that maybe they should never mm. have got involved with them. Yeah. Anyway, very interesting. Well, they're Just dangerous, aren't they? Like, you're See the right, size of their feet. Been, Jesus, yeah. man. Right. <laughs> Bloody huge. Size of cars, I heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rhaenyra comes in. They talk high Valyrian. Uh, she says, look, I'm the only thing standing in the way between you and the throne. If you want the throne so much, kill me. Yeah. And then he chucks the egg at, chucks the egg at her, like Tom Brady. She catches it. Unbelievable catch, Why is he catch, throwing it? Because um, he's a prick. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. It was I don't great. Know, is he, though? I don't he know if he prick. is. Is he? He's a good prick, though. He's no, good he's prick, kind of... did you say? <laughs> good prick. He's a good prick. I yeah. like him. I think, personally. I wasn't, oh, I wasn't just... sure about Matt Smith, but I think he's done a great job so far. Mm. I actually didn't like his great job acting on the at that bit. Do you not? Looks no. a bit scared. Looks a little bit more scared than I feel Damon should. I think. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Well, Crispin, Crispin's there, isn't he? And Crispin's beaten him before. Six so. months ago. He's arrogant. He's arrogant and doesn't. Poor Crispin. Like, what, he he'll blame the wind or the long grass or something. <laughs> you know, not not the not admit that he was beaten. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that in the book, Rhaenyra doesn't turn up to this exchange. I'm pretty sure Damon just listens to what the king says. And, you know, I think they've added that in, um, obviously for dramatic effect. And I think it works very well. Correct. Yeah. And it adds an extra layer of complexity to their relationship. Um, but I, I thought it was a fantastic scene. I thought it was, the tension was good. I thought the tension was really there that, you know, in that moment. Um, and, it, and it helped the episode because otherwise the episode would have been really slow. So to have a little bit of conflict in there was really mm. good. So when she returns, her disobedience angers the king. So, sort of. Sort of he angers He doesn't seem him. that angry. He, what? No, I agree. I don't yeah, think he was. Well, he was sort of like, like, you've disobeyed me. She's like, can we just sit down? <laughs> and he sits down and just starts yeah. laughing about 30 seconds later. Like, you're not I that almost feel like 
he was annoyed because he felt like he had to be, but actually I think he was really impressed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he is impressed, but also at the same time, uh, he's that passive sort of king. So even when he's angry, he probably can't stay angry for long. Um, (laughs) They finally have a heart to heart about Queen Emma or Emma, as I've been told I should be saying. Yeah. And the matter of remarrying. Um, And I thought that was nice because he's kind of like, you know, um, you know, I've got to do. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you've got Mm. to do. Cut to. He's in a brothel. Uh, small council meeting. No, not really. <laughs> they cut to small council meeting, and then they're all sat there. Corliss, Rhaenyra, all the fucking other small council members. Yeah. Can't remember and he goes, names. I have decided to wear it again. <laughs> he says uh, he says he's going to wear to Alicent Hightower, uh, which is a massive mic drop moment. Uh, Corliss is pissed off. Rhaenyra is pissed off. They both storm out. Um and I can't believe that he just did that after sort of fixing things with his daughter. He then goes and fucking destroys them again. Now, well, this right? is the thing about him, right? Is that A is, he, a, is passive and B doesn't explain himself properly. He assumes that everybody knows what's going on in his head. Like, a, um, sorry about this, but like a stereotypical man. Uh, and whoa, whoa, whoa. and so he, when he what? has that com- when he has that conversation with Renira, he says, "I hope you understand why I have to make the choice, why I'm making the choice that I'm making, thinking mm. that she knows that Alison has been visiting him and obviously, you know, following through with the plan that her father has to secretly make mm. him fall in love with her a little bit, thinking that Renira knows that and she doesn't. So he's making assumptions." Um, and like, I mean, to be fair, Alison is beautiful. Why wouldn't you marry her? She's lovely. Um, she's but you're fifteen, marrying... though, because she's fifteen. Bit old, isn't she? Really for for the Targaryen? <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, but also, it's your daughter's best mate. A little bit, a little bit too far removed from the bloodline for a Targaryen as well. Mm, mm. Well, mm. what can you that do? Is interesting. Um, no, I just, I, I think, I, I think it's an excellent choice. Because it's not a 12-year-old. <laughs> Sorry? Right. Uh, okay. Your standards are so low. Yeah, you literally have the lowest standards. I did just Emma. say she's Jesus the most beautiful Christ. woman in the show. She's not like, She's not 12, so it's an excellent choice. That's what you that's said. That's not what, no. <laughs> <laughs> did I actually say that? Uh, oh, not yes. even hungover. Um, mm. But I, I thought it was done really well. I, you could see it coming, but I thought it was done really well and the re- reactions were amazing. Even from the seasoning. Well, let's just say their friendship's never going to be the same again, is it? She's just gone from her BFF to her mum. So. Grim. They can still be friends. that what you will. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Why not? Big time. Well, Gareth brought this up in the hot take, didn't you, Gareth? Because obviously you you were saying how Alison is, you know, looking to provide male heirs. And that's obviously going against Renera. Rhaenyra's, uh claim, so yeah. there's no way that tension's not going to. Well, be this is there. what I'm talking about in terms of how this episode is mapping things out for us and mm. setting the pieces. So you know, we know that they're they are very close. They're like sisters, um, and soon they will be related, and but not in the way that they want to be. And yeah, they're going to have very different motivations moving forwards, which could certainly become a point of tension <laughs> and the other person who's 
the other person who's pissed off is Corliss. He feels that he's been slighted again. He, him and Rainies were slighted at the Great Council, and now they've been slighted again. I mean, um, he, he, he says himself... He's sort of right, but what I will say is the way that he stands up and says, this is an absurdity. Mm. Like, as if marrying your 12-year-old daughter would be the, the normal thing mm. to do. It is in those days, though, Gareth. Is it? So for him, it's perfectly normal. But I will say that he, he's got a point because, you know, House Valerion is, is extremely old. It comes from Valeria. They they share the same blood of the Targaryens in a way, not the dragon link, but, you know, they come from same descendants. Um, he then strikes up a deal with Damon. Um, he says they're second sons and they need to take what is theirs, starting with the Stepstones and the Crab Feeder, who we see once again disfigured and letting his crab munch on his enemies. Yeah? He looks to me like he was wearing a crab. Um, Including you guys. It was, wasn't it? He was wearing a crab on his head, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought it was a crab. Oh, okay, so here we go. He's wearing a crab as a mask. I thought this was interesting because his face has got some disfigurement. He's obviously wearing a mask, like we talked about shells or whatever. But... um. It looks like he has grayscale. I was looking at several images of this uh, on Reddit and also, you know, freeze framing because I'm a bit of a dweeb. And it looks like he's got grayscale, which is an illness not mentioned in the books um, of Fire and Blood that he has it. Um, Kind of adds this interesting level of you can't go near him because, you know, you don't want to go near him because you get grayscale Mm. kind of situation. Um, If only they had like some sort of... Like invincible air attack. Archery. <laughs> I was sort of expecting the end of this episode to just be Damon flying above them on the dragon, just burning everyone to death on the beach. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that. Yeah, you're right. I thought it does that look as well. Like but I, I'm glad. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it didn't happen. Um. Well, we need to see Damon in action. We need to see Damon in war, which I'm really looking forward mm. to. Um, and this is the purpose for him. This alliance with Lord Corliss is integral to what happens in the future. Um, and these skirmishes at the Stepstones against Kragas are going to be the thing that I hope brings us the action that the show needs. Because otherwise, we're just going to have political manoeuvring, political manoeuvring. But <laughs> this little war and this 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 is a chance for Damon to claim you know, a small kingdom, essentially. Do you know mm. what I mean? He had he tried to get Dragonstone. He hasn't really got anywhere. This is his chance. Corliss is going, look, if you help me out, you can fucking have the Stepstones. Do you know what I mean? So, so how did you get it so quickly? <laughs> Dragon, isn't it? <laughs> so don't worry yeah. about it. I just hung on to its foot. They're massive. Yeah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> There's this guy right. called Littlefinger. Anyone... He, just, he gave me this magic carpet. <laughs> <And> teleporters. <laughs> Yeah. Um, does anyone want to bring anything else up in the episode that I might have missed or they think is important before we move on to feedback no I don't think so let's get the feedback well uh, we asked for feedback and we have received in all shapes sizes and forms first of all uh, our friend Tristan Coombs on Facebook and this is a very uh, good piece of feedback Hello, guys Tristan. because it inv- it involves <laughs> our love of Ghostbusters 2 what he says and I think he's spot on here he says anyone getting Vigo from Ghostbusters 2 vibes from Matt Smith mm. 
<laughs> fucking yes. Such a good chat. He put a pic. He, he put a picture on the Facebook it's the, group. It's the hairline, isn't it? Right now, it's the it's the hair, but it's also the sort of as Lucy calls it, uh, the inbred face <laughs> situation. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that about people. It's going to be so awkward when he's on this podcast. I didn't. Lucy did. Slander. I'm sorry, Matt Smith. Lucy said it. Lucy said it. I'm repeating it. Okay. I'm just repeating. Treason. So, Mm. um, and I thought it was lovely because I never thought there'd be a Ghostbusters 2 link with House of the Dragon. (laughs) So I have to say, I am very, very happy. Um, the next email is a very interesting email um, and it's quite serious. So <clears throat> let me know what you think about this, guys, because it, it refers to the scene of uh, Queen Emma's death in the last episode. Ladies and gents, this is from Saoirse. Ladies and gents, greetings from Texas. In listening to your review of season one, episode one of, of uh, House of the Dragon, I was touched by your reception of how graphic and unnecessary Emma, uh, Emma endured in childbirth. For some American audiences, uh, what Emma endured is now a reality that pregnant people are subjected to in Texas with the overturning of Roe versus Wade mm. in the Dobbs decision determined by our Supreme Court and the subsequent three trigger laws that are now good law in Texas, one of which dates back to 1857. This scene was horrific to experience, but the reasoning of both the king and the current state legislature slash Supreme Court is that ultimately it does not matter what happens to the person engaged in childbirth, only the potential product. For the last three months, there have been women hemorrhaging from miscarriage that have been refused care up until the threshold of death, requiring up to three blood transfusions in surgery, being forced to wait up to two weeks with deceased fetal tissue whilst going septic, or having been told to drive to New Mexico or Kansas, it can take 13 hours to drive to a different state depending on your location, to seek life-saving care that has been standard for the last 25 years. For American audiences, I feel this scene was critical and essential to witness because I shit you not, pre, peri and postpartum care access has become fucking medieval. Since 2012, Texas has had the worst maternal mortality rate ranked 47th in the world due to lack of accessible care for preventable causes of death before, during and after childbirth. It was important to see and important to witness as brutal as it was because in Texas we are just about as well off as the maesters were there to oversee pregnancy and childbirth seriously and sadly not shitting you mate so i thought that was very very interesting email. it was a very eloquently written email as well um and in a lot of ways not wrong i mean i said to um i said to you guys when i watched episode one that was d- depressing as fuck um mm. but it is a reality uh of the time that we're watching on the screen and as much as this uh, diversion from talking about house of the dragon uh well done to her for bringing up a really really terrible issue um and and the risk that women's lives are being put at because of a decision um fully support it and that's all i'll say not the decision i fully support yeah the I'm... fact that it's a shit decision roe v wade was i mean just overturning that was just nonsense yeah i mean i'll say i you know we get a lot of coverage on on roe versus wade uh you know it was a huge thing and, and an issue and to have someone write in with their perspective on it from a, from a state with such a poor maternal care system apparently you know in light of what's happened I think is um, it, it was very interesting Gaz John any I, thoughts uh, I mean I don't think that's what the showrunners were going for let's be honest the timing production mm. wise would it, it would be completely out um but no, I, I could see how someone could interpret it in that way. And, and uh, look, it's it's a fair point. 
And I look, I, I still will not change my mind about the scene. You know, it felt unnecessary. It felt mm. um, gratuitous, and and I, I, it's absolutely valid for someone to read it in a different way. Um, and it's a very, very eloquent and well thought out uh, letter, which is nice. Normally, it's just very lovely. You know, I thought your podcast was shit. You know, so well done on that. <laughs> um, that. Yeah. What about you, Gaz? No, I don't really have <clears throat> any additional insight. I think that email put it perfectly, and um, you know, that's uh, I, I. I'm really glad that we have listeners who are as eloquent and thoughtful as that. So, um, mm. thanks for emailing in. Okay, so of course, if you do want to write in, you can write in at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. The email is in the show notes, and I will also write uh, a link there that you can hopefully press and send us an email if you want to get in touch with us. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but not all feedback comes to us in many delightful ways. We did, we do sometimes, as John says, receive, you know, some slightly slanderous <laughs> emails. As you yeah, these say. are the good ones. Um, and jo- jo- <laughs> these are the good ones. These are the fun ones. Joe Cowden's written in to us. He says, greetings. Joe what? Started well. Greetings. Danny's dragon's eggs are in Fire and Blood and have a mystery of how they got there in the main series, but it's in Essos. Oh, lovely stuff. Thanks for the insight, Joe. Great email, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> it's a huge plot point in Fire and Blood with Jaehaerys' reign. Uh, it's all really there plainly. I wouldn't care if the two non-book readers weren't so dead certain of their pompous, it's turning now, and hilariously wrong reactions. Not that they should have known this, as they didn't read the book, but the arrogance in their reaction is extremely grating. I thought this was a spoiler podcast for people who knew the story. Arrogant John. The two geniuses' heads are so far up their own asses, I could barely hear them. How your dreary little island produces such self-delusional blowhards is a total mystery. A nation totally powered (laughs) by sneering comments on a topic they know fuck all Mm. about. See you in hell. See you in hell. Some clarity on some of that is that every single single person in Fan Critical has read is a book reader, right? Yeah, of course. But I think uh, it's just the fire and blood. Some of us haven't read fire and blood and some of us have read fire and blood. So we're coming into this uh, not not as well-versed as... A Song of Ice and Fire, for example. Mm. Was it, there's um, a couple of things here. But I mean, this email... Yeah. Go right, on, John. So there's a couple right, of things here. Uh, what was the surname? Coward. <laughs> Crispin. <laughs> um, so... Uh, he said, yeah, remember when I smashed you in that email? <laughs> no, so what, six months ago? Can you make sense? Um, right, so there's a couple of things here. Um, a major plot point in Fire and Blood... No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It, it, isn't it might all. be if you're massively into eggs. Um, so, and if that's the case, then, you know, fair enough. Um, this podcast is not a, uh, and I don't think at any point we've said it's a, a spoiler cast for the books. No. Funnily no, enough, this is a podcast about the TV show. So if you want to know more about the books, head over to joe's podcast um where he sits there and spends hours talking about eggs um <laughs> in terms of it being a dreary little island yeah look prob- probably spot on to be honest um, i have written in my yeah, but it's our dreary it's little island. Dreary. 
It is quite dreary. But it's my island. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's got Skegness, so... Yeah, and Bracknell. Also, yeah, I mean, how can a reaction be wrong? It doesn't even make sense. It's mm. just a reaction. I think, yeah. <laughs> that's a, by, that's a byproduct of how you respond to something. Um, yes. So are we arrogant? Well, I mean, I definitely am. Yeah, I could, I could, I could read that. Um, <laughs> That's spot yeah. on. So yeah, some of it <laughs> I agree with. Um, some of, some of it is yeah. just I, I, nonsense. Codswallop. Codswallop. I will say that I, I think <laughs> what we, yeah, I think uh, what we were trying to say with Danny's eggs is we were trying to say like in relation to the scene where he goes a song of ice and fire and then almost looks at the camera yeah. and winks at us. We were we were saying we don't want a situation where they're like, oh, where are those eggs going? Oh, they're going to Essos or something. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know where they, you know, we didn't want a scene where it was like packaged. You know what I mean, John? It's, we just it, didn't want something that was so obvious. Yeah, and, as and a link. point proven this week when <laughs> the show opens with the Game of Thrones tune. Like, it's exactly like, it. it just break away yeah, from break it. away from it like the, the um, source material is good enough the eggs uh they will have zero impact on this show zero mm, mm. and I, and i will say this i genuinely thank you for your feedback joe because genuinely i i really enjoy getting emails like that uh they do happen and sometimes we do shout them out yeah. because uh the most important thing is you know when we we literally say to the, the feedback section and the whole point of the feedback section is let us know your thoughts. Let us know if we've got anything wrong, because we do like to be told if we've got something wrong. You can come back and and if you disagree with the way we've interpreted a scene, that's absolutely fine. We're open to hearing your opinions and we'll relay why we think uh, we might. Yeah, have. but if you get personal, we'll make a fool of you. Yeah. So you've been yeah, you've been that's warned. Right. Don't don't ever don't don't get personal. There's there's no need to say see you in hell. I mean, none of us are massively religious, but that's just unnecessary, man. Mm. Um, just just why can't people be nice to each other? That's the most important thing. Like it's the easiest thing in the world to be nice to someone. And you know, unless it's me and Gaz. Me and Gaz argue all the time, but other than that, you can be nice to everyone else. Yeah. So. Just be nice. Anyway, thank you, Joe. And like I said, if you would like to leave us some feedback, hopefully not as horrible as that no, last piece. Don't you overreact. Can, uh, it wasn't horrible. It was podcast. fine. Bring it, just give us all of it, whatever. Give all yeah, of, we'll all take of the everything. feedback. Yeah, that's true. Good, the bad, um, so thank and you. the ugly. Oh, don't talk about him like that. Fucking no, hell. No, don't send us that. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> So you can email fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That's fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com with feedback, thoughts on the podcast, anything you want to say to us. Uh, it will be in the show notes. And that brings this episode to a close. It has been a long episode. Uh, there's been lots to cover. Uh, we all agree it's been a pretty solid, solid start to the House of the Dragon. Um, and long may it continue like the reign of King Viserys. Because I'll tell you something... When he's gone, shit's going to kick off, people. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Sir Gareth. <laughs> yeah, well, in a way. He, what, the, some, the king's going to die? That's not a spoiler. What? Everyone dies. Anyway, <laughs> I want to thank um, Bronze John. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, no worries. I want to thank uh, Lady Lady Emma. I want to thank you for many things, sustaining 
Gareth, <laughs> young, young Sir Gareth's life in the early stages, um, oh especially. Well, well, uh, I, I'm going to say you're welcome yeah. uh, before you finish that sentence any further. It's been a delight. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Correct. Thanks. And Sir Gareth, um, not only do we thank you for your opinions, um, like Rhaenyra, you have spoken out of turn during a small council mm. session. Yeah. Um, you're lucky we didn't send you out the room, but you you poured some very good Kill wine. Me then. John is Go on very then. well sated. If you want, <laughs> no. Yeah, see you in Can't hell. Yeah, so don't. Couldn't bring myself. To <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I've been your host, Selen, and we will see you next week for a hot take on episode three of House of the Dragon, uh, and then of course our deep dive. Thank you, everybody. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you.